Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at zinimi.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of When Life Happens. Today we're talking about dating and being in private practice, and I'm joined with the soon-to-be Dr. April Andel. Why do I say soon to be? <laughs> because in one month it'll be completely official. The doctor. Yes. 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 There, there's technicalities. I walked the stage. I did what they asked me to do for many, many years, and I completed everything. And they're like, "Okay, just wait for this one technicality." And I said, "Okay, all right." But thank you. Thanks for the yeah. Congratulations on just recently walking the stage. Why don't you share with people uh, a little bit about your practice? Um, you're a licensed marriage family therapist in Florida, but share a little bit more about how long you've been in practice and what you do. Oh, sure. Okay. Whew. So yes, I am an LMFT in sunny South Florida, and um, um, I specialize particularly in trauma, anxiety, and grief, and then inside of that, found people struggling with depression and loneliness, um, stress and burnout. So I work with a, a lot of people around those particular things, particularly those high achievers that want to achieve, you know, the whole aspect of professional and work life, um, personal life. So I do a lot of that. And I am, I particularly work um, online. So I moved a lot of my practice from local and I now am a online therapist. And so a lot of that process is happening and how can we create technology and online platforms to meet people where they are in today's modern age. And it's been so much fun. The transition, it's a hundred percent now working with all my clients online, video or phone or messaging. And um, people are just, you know, feeling that it's still as um, helpful and therapeutic. And I've been really enjoying um, this newfound, uh, what do you call it, space to connect with clients. So it's really been fun. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Well, I put a call out to a bunch of people saying, okay, I want to interview about real life stuff. And while dating doesn't necessarily, I guess, happen uh, when we're talking about like hurricanes or things like that, it is something that is very personal that comes up a lot for therapists in private practice, trying to navigate personal relationships and finding uh, your person (laughs) Um, while you also have these other interpersonal relationships in your practice. And one of the things I'm curious, well, you know, what is it you volunteered? You were the brave soul who was like, Kelly, (laughs) let me tell you dating (laughs) let's talk about dating and I'm like yes we need to Mm -hmm. so why is that important I I think it's important because um as your series is so fantastically reminding us is that therapists we're humans always you know working with um our clients and different things to with so um, when we are humans too, one of the things that we face is finding love, is um, finding our persons and um, creating that life and that family life. And to do that, you have to go through the struggle. You have to go through the dating, you know, process. And then, oh my goodness, you are out there in the world 
with your clients as well and then how do you juggle and, and balance all of that and it's just it's it's like um walking a fine line all the time but it's, you must because you love working with your clients so you know you you canoodle not in that sense, but meaning the fact that you're out, you know, in the same space. And then you also have to find your person. So you, you have to go and, and brave it, you know? So how do you mm. do all of that by being as professional and holding to your standards as much as possible? It has to be talked about. So I guess is I'm it, the first. Is it, okay, <laughs> is it okay for me to ask how long you've been in the dating scene? Oh, she or venturing down <laughs> I've been single for a long time, not on purpose. I, if I could have found my person ages ago, I would have taken that. Sure. Any, but um, I think. Um, Has it always been part of your life while you've been in private practice? Yes. Okay. Yes, it has. It has. Um, I've had, you know, some really lovely um, encounters. I had one really nice relationship. Um, but it didn't work out in the end. And then you have to heal from that, you know, figure out getting back on, onto your balance and then moving forward and then going back out into the dating pool. And it's like this boom and bust period all the time. Sometimes you're in boom. We're like, okay, I'm ready out there. Let's go out here. Let's try this. Let's do that. And then the bust periods where it's just like, I'm just going to take a break. (laughs) I'm done for now. (laughs) Uh Yeah things like that. Well, let's talk about some phases. So you're in the boom phase, you're feeling ready. One of the big things I hear therapists talk about is like, what if I get matched on an app with a client? Or what if I see a client I'm out on a date? Or I don't know, there's just like this fear of clients knowing that you're dating or that you're available for that kind of relationship. What, how did you navigate that for yourself? Okay, well, um, for one thing, I, I'm very transparent with my clients, very, very transparent, but I, I, I do believe I put a boundary on that, you know, um, so I'm not necessarily announcing that I'm dating, but, <laughs> right. you, know, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that I, that I understand what they're going through, mm-hmm. and I hear what you're saying, ah, oh, yes, I, 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 you know, I can really, not I can relate or something like that, but I don't officially give the details. And that's my boundary that works for me. Everybody's different. Um, Another thing is I realize that because we simply occupy the same space, I, that I have to just go forward and be brave whenever putting myself on online platforms, which is a whole other thing. But um, thankfully it's not happened to me yet. I've had stories. I've heard of it but it has not happened to me yet. And um, in that respect, I do a couple of things. One thing is I never post that I'm a therapist. I prefer not to. Again, that's another boundary. I say I work in health and wellness. (laughs) I love this. This is stuff I would never have thought of. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I, and uh, so I keep my profile very, um, authentic to to the personal me but professionally especially since i i do operate as an online therapist and a lot of my platform is in technology and online you can find me rather easily um i also um i have a full name i have three names which is pretty short for a caribbean family i only have three names as opposed to (laughs) okay this happens trust me just trust me so 
I have my first, my middle, and my last name. And to honor certain women in my family, I utilize my first and my middle name professionally. So everybody across the land professionally knows me as April Landell. But for everything else, like making a reservation, flying, traveling, and online dating, I use my first and my last name. So just April Coleman. Um, and that helps give another parameter where it gives me a little bit of a, a boundary as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a, a very unique, complicated, but ended up working out circumstance. Yeah. I didn't plan that. <laughs> it just kind of happens. Uh-huh. So there's, there's another one. And that's just being on the platform and, and talking to people. And um, I also, for third, my third thing is I always keep my, my, of course, everybody does this, but I'm talking about the phone line of keeping my personal number separate from a work number. Mm-hmm. So even though I use one phone, I have two numbers that call in. So I can always see personal versus the professional. And I know many people do this, um, but I extra do it. You know, and some people even do two different phones that they use. And I think that is very, very smart. So that's another strategy I use. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So you're, go- you're, you're ready, you're going, you start dating. It's ex- exciting. Would you say it's a distraction? Like, um, how do you balance the excitement of like, a new relationship or someone you're talking to, but also having to manage your business and all of that kind of, because sometimes when life happens, it's good stuff. <laughs> it, it can be. That is a really good question. And I think, um, I think the answer is yes. I do maintain a very strong balance. And I think I do that because, um, through my scheduling, maybe, perhaps. Mm-hmm. If I, I know I'm working, you know, I work evenings sometimes to, to accommodate clients, then I always know that certain days of the week are going to be available for, you know, going out and then other times. But inside of just the emotional space, this is the hard part because it's not all fun. It's, it's dealing with <laughs> people who confuse you, strange signals, games, odd behaviors and you know when you're dealing with that it has to to me it's helpful to separate it completely from how I think of um, my professional life so I have this tape running I always remember I have one professor and she's like you're a therapist so when you're listening to your clients you have two tapes running you have your personal tape and then you have your professional tape running over here so that's what I often do inside of that space I hope that explains it a little bit. Um, so to go even a step further than that, I would have to explain that whenever I have the excitement of meeting somebody new, I think I kind of expel that through friends and, and talking about it. So I do a lot of <laughs> end up doing girl chats, girl talks. Mm-hmm. That's necessary in this world. So we meet up and we're just talking about things and then it doesn't spill over in other areas. But when it gets really difficult, those chats are important. They are so important. So whenever something dire happens, um, the scheduling of the girl meet is like the next day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it it is tough. It is, it is tough to garner. And that's a really good question. And I, I think I just keep it separate just 
mentally in my head so that it doesn't spill over and it hasn't yet Mm -hmm. it hasn't um in that respect yeah one of the things you and I kind of emailed back and forth about because when we were talking about I was like I want to share this story now because I feel like something we don't touch on enough is the different kinds of um relationship makeups that we have as therapists and their influence in practice you know when you're married when um it's different than when you're single um or if you're married and your partner does not work or your partner maybe not even married but your partner was someone who doesn't contribute financially in that way and it's all on you or if it's single and it's all on you what has that been like to be single in private practice and what are some things you that came up for you that is incredibly difficult that that's the real talk there you know when i'm working on the all of these things the private practice as you know at the time i was also a graduate student yeah um and that is exhausting you're doing a lot of work um and writing and um studying and then building the practice as well because i know that that's always the long-term goal um and then you're dealing with um family and i'm you know my mom is a big part of my life and she was going through some things uh so financially it's 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 not just like that it's it's terrifying sometimes it's absolutely terrifying you know just to be able to figure out if you can make the bills for the end of the month half the time and um the fact that for me also add to the fact that I'm an only child it literally is (laughs) it's just me yay (laughs) I'm right there with you Mm -hmm. oh yeah 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 it's 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 very tough it can be very rewarding I didn't have to share my mother's attention that's nice, but now she's looking at me to solve many things for her, and that's difficult. And then you add to that um, just rent here, rent in an office space, and also putting specific things together. It feels ve- it's very lonely. It, you know, you add the fact of going into private practice, and sometimes you have that loneliness already just as a private practitioner. And I would say, being single through that on my own, it felt five times heavier than that a lot. Uh, really, really tough, <laughs> tough, tough days. And, uh, you know, you, you go through different things. And, and for me, uh, I had a bout of depression that hit. I know that's something that therapists, we can't escape that either. We're human. You know, I um, went through the hurricane, Hurricane Irma. Went through that on my own, you know, and then building the private practice, there's um, no one to bout ideas with or, you know, I need my Miranda, (laughs) you know, that would be great. Mm -hmm. Things like that. And um, sharing of what you need to help build those things, such as the money, such as um, brainstorming, such as just having a support to encourage you. Um, I remember... One day, I had a really bad day one time, and um, I came home, and all I needed was just a hug. I just needed a hug. Hey, it's Kelly. Are you enjoying today's episode? 
There is so much more to starting your private practice. That's why we created Business School for Therapists. It's our lifetime access business building program created especially for you and all the future stages of practice that you are going to go through. If you're ready to join a community that supports you, that to have access to a massive library of private practice trainings covering everything from creating your vision to setting your fee to getting you legally covered and more, this is for you. Simply go to bit.ly slash therapist business school to get started. And, you know, there's nobody there. So it was really tough. But I also remember a day where I had worked with a client and we had this major breakthrough. I was so excited and so pleased and so happy about it. And I come home and I just needed a hug. I just need somebody to be there with me through it, you know, and there's nobody there. And that's, that's the tough part. That's the part that, (laughs) yeah, it just, uh, it, it breaks my heart a lot, but you have to just keep moving through it. Do you find other ways to try to make up for that or replace it? And even though it's not maybe as satisfactory as the ultimate desire there, you know, my experience of you is you found support in other ways. It's not the same as coming home for a hug, but you do have people you can call. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, I work really hard to, to build my support network. So, I don't have people in my immediate sphere and in my everyday and in my home to share that part of my life with, which is really very tough every single day. So what I do is I work really hard to make sure that when I leave the house, I have those support systems, which is, you know, the next extension or two. And um, I'm really lucky to be in this profession because man, we are like, we are so intensely family. I've, I've traveled across the country <laughs> and found people, you know, that was familiar with me and my profession just because of like a, an affiliation of some sort. We're, we're, we're so small and, and intimate like a family. And I love that about us. So it allows me to stay really connected to a lot of people. So I have support systems with um, uh, colleagues that I've worked with. And um, a lot of people I went to school with in graduate school, that, that was very lucky because now they're not just additional colleagues or schoolmates. They are really good friends, mm. really, really good friends. So I make sure to try to, I couldn't always during graduate school. <laughs> that was yeah. for completing things sometimes. But now I work really hard to stay in touch, to foster those relationships. Hey, let's go out, things like that. And a lot of that is just, the self-care for me and then the other part is they're going through things too and how can we always be there for each other because um everybody has their their own different things so I work really hard on those those particular relationships and then um family too family too mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so <laughs> I have a big slightly dysfunctional crazy family <laughs> <laughs> you know so I, I I keep those supports too as well, and I just um, not as 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 much, you know. Mm-hmm. You know sure. I mean. Yes, I do. <laughs> but yes, I work really hard on that. Oh, and um, 
the other thing was because I love um, our profession so much, I started trying to figure out like professional networking events for us. And mm -hmm. I started um, building those kinds of things where we could get together more formally, but mm -hmm. still casual and fun. So a lot of the times when I'm thinking about how can I negate the fact that, you know, a lot of my inner world is, is quiet and on my own, I'm trying to build it out here. And it's, mm -hmm. that helps. That helps a lot. I, I think back to like when I was younger and I was, it was just me and my income, but I had a job. And now that I have my own business and it's just via my income, since my <laughs> husband has been laid off, it does feel distinctly different. And I think being an employee is a beautiful illusion. While at any point you could show up to work and be let go, it still is not necessarily stable. It sort of gives you some kind of comfort versus when it's just on you and it's, it's, that's it. It's, um, that's it. It feels so different um, to me. Maybe too, I'm older and I'm not 20 and naive. <laughs> but, but I think there is something about like owning your own business as a single person versus sustaining your life as an employee as a single person. I think it's a different kind of pressure. Oh, yes. Very, very, very much very, very different. Cause at the end of the day, you still have, you know, the fact that somebody will provide you income at the end of the day. We don't know for how long, mm -hmm. but it can still be there. And, you know, when you're single and in private practice, that can vary from day to day when somebody cancels or doesn't show up or a contract falls through. The other day I had a, a, a grant that I was working with fall through and I was just like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know? Um, work so hard on these things. So one thing that I work really hard at, which is become like a staple in our field and many others is the multiple streams of income and establishing that it's not just from my private practice or at least from just therapy, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm also including other things like I do courses online. So that's another stream. Um, I actually, um, uh, <laughs> Don't, well, yeah, I'm on a podcast, so I can't <laughs> tell people. <laughs> but um, going back to old things that I used to do, I used to work in entertainment and media. And one of the things that um, I got called for was for voice voiceover. I love doing voiceover. Oh, look at that. So fun. Yeah, so you do voiceover? Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, I do. That's so fun. And now I'm able to like go back to it. And that's, that's been very helpful. And then um, I, some people started asking me about consulting because what people know me for, and if they, if you know me, you know me for self-care and you know that I'm the technology one. So I, I know the app for that, for everything. I'm the technology one. So I started getting requests about, hey, can you help me update my practice for being today and in today's day and age and bringing on systems or social media or whatever it is. And I was like, it was like about the fourth person who had asked me and I said I think I need to do something with this now that I can and so that's been another stream as well so um and then also writing grants one of the things with my program um uh, I had to work through a specialized program for business and mental health um working through ad agencies and organizations and we work through grant writing so I understand how to do that too so there's a whole other thing 
lots and lots of streams is what keeps me comforted and yet it can still fall apart pieces can still fall through same thing boomer bust period and you just have to continue either way and work through the terror <laughs> so, i think that's it because honestly it can boomer bust as an employee i think it's more the realization that you're the one that has to do something about it you know that you're the one that and i imagine too you probably don't fully know this yet because it's new, but being done with grad school again, <laughs> you're going to have more time, <laughs> I can imagine, <laughs> to balance some of that all out and to, to give focus so that, because I imagine adding grad school into that as well just sucked out more time that would otherwise be going to the business. For sure. Yeah. So now you're going to have some more time, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, or, people ask me that. So what are you doing with your free time now? And I'm like, what free time? <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not. I don't know. Everything has switched over because I was already building it. And then yeah. by the time I got here, I wanted it to be running. Yes. Um, that's how I worked for the last four years, that it would be running by the time I graduated here. And in that respect, I put a lot of projects on the back burner. Like, okay, when I'm done, when I'm done. So now I'm done. All these projects are getting pulled. But they're more fun. Yeah. More so that's the, the benefit in that respect. So how do you work through the terror and hold hope? Um, I pray a lot <laughs> every single day, talk to God and um, pray for comfort through that process. And I also pray for um, whomever he is, wherever he is, you know, I'm hoping that he's well and that be, he's being prepared, you know, for me. Good luck to him. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> you know, but just believing in my higher power that there is that possibility has been something. And then um, I also realized that while I'm single, um, I have the opportunity to continue to do what I want, when I want. So that's, I'm not going to lie, that's nice. It's quite helpful because it allows me to move and make specific decisions mm -hmm. go through other strategies and that then comes back and builds feel goods right I think that's beautiful like right just to pause you for a sec that finding the positive of it because we can all say whether you're a mother you're divorced you're married you're you know there's advantages and positives to all of it but then we also know that, and it's important to think about like this phase, this time and the beauty of it and to take advantage of the good stuff too and not, yeah, forget. This is true. I've, I've gone through the difficulties of when I didn't have hope. I, I lost it because I, I didn't have the energy to spend, <laughs> mm -hmm. just to keep it, just to keep the faith. And I, and I lost it. And I look back at those times and I'm, and one, I don't want to go through that again. Two, I have, I'm a therapist. I have the skill sets to, to recognize it quicker, pull myself out of it stronger, better, and get better at it each time that a low comes on. And then also, um, I think about um, the aspect of the fact that I, I got away from it. I guess I'm, I'm just proud of myself that I was able to you know, figure out the way out. I'm a solution-focused therapist, so I'm always working to figure out the solution. 
and and that's a that's another thing that I'm always really trying to to work and I think that how do you figure out how to stay more hopeful you know it becomes um, a daily decision and daily effort to to keep that so I'm working on imagining and, and daydreaming <laughs> about the possibilities of all this hard work and that hopefully one day one of these dates will be fruitful you know and will turn into the relationship that I've been dreaming about for years mm. you know hopeful for so mm. like that <laughs> so what do you want other people who are single and dating and in private practice to know what's your message then I think my message is um, uh, that it can be done. I think there's one. It can be done. It's not just me. <laughs> uh, I, I'm thinking of other friends and colleagues who are probably right behind me in spirit, you mm. know, going through the same thing. And, you know, it can be done. It's, um, so don't give up. There's one thing. Two is to fortify yourself with, um, uh, to me, it's, it's self-care, but fortify yourself with self-care and support. Um, so don't isolate yourself, but try to get out there, work really hard to do that. <clears throat> and then three, um, also figure out multiple streams of income. It's really important, figuring out how to get those things in and use your creativity. Just because we're therapists doesn't mean that we always have to do therapy, um, I have a friend, she's an amazing artist, beautiful artist. She does um, oils, oil paintings. And I just went to her art show the other day where she's selling her paintings. I'm like, that's great. I wish I could do that. I can only draw a tree with no leaves. That's all I could draw. That's the painting behind me. You can't see it. But everyone's like, why is there no leaves? I was like, because I don't know how to paint leaves. There you go. That's right, Kelly. Me too. Me too. That's so funny. That's so funny. I love that. Yes. Because yes. that's all I can do. Sorry. Yeah. There's other passions and other ways of finding income and doing life. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And um, I think the other... Another area that I work really hard on is whenever there's some kind of fun opportunity, uh, travel or um, partnering with somebody or um, like a, a, there's a new startup that contacted me for um, their first immersion initiative. And I'm like, you know what? All these things, they're possibilities. So I work really hard to one, know if it's okay for me, if it's, you know, a good fit. And then two, to go, to take advantage of it, to travel. I just got back from Colombia. Um, I was in Cartagena. I was like, that was cool. And that's a whole other, it's a whole other, it's a whole other show. <laughs> but that's something I didn't know I'd ever do. And I said yes to this um, startup that's going to be doing its first roll out to support young adults here in South Florida. It's going to happen next month. And um, I've been experimenting in my private practice with a lot of online platforms. I'm, I'm going to launch something soon. I'm, it's terrifying again, and that's going to happen. So taking advantage of, of the opportunities that are possibly, you know, being thrown your way or create them. Mm -hmm. Take advantage. So make it, live it up. YOLO. 
<laughs> YOLO. Is that outdated? Is it too late to say that? I don't know. Um, oh, I know. I know nothing. <laughs> so funny. I don't. I don't know. I have a baby face, but I promise you, I've. I've I'm in my mid thirties, so <laughs> you know, I say these things, and hopefully, I say them in the correct. <laughs> anyway, okay. I knew what you meant. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, April, thank you so much for coming on here and talking about dating and being single in private practice. And if people want to find you, you are quite easily Googleable. Googleable? Googleable? Googleable and Instagrammable. Yes. Okay. What's your Instagram? Oh, it's just my name at April Landell. All right. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, can I say one more thing? Of course. Tell them if the dating online, a dating app stuff. There's a lot of um, the fun parts of, you don't know what you're going to get, but I've heard many amazing stories of finding someone. So I would also state that. We didn't like go into the dating app app stuff. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. um, I would share that in particular that, you know, stay hopeful and try everything. One of those things is dating online. Yeah. Today. It's kind of like building a business. Not everything works for everybody. You got to try and find what works for you. Agreed. Yeah. And kind yeah. of stuff. It's just life. <laughs> it's life. Just yeah. life. All right, you guys. Thank you for taking time to listen to this. I just love April and I'm so grateful for her sharing her story with us. And if you guys have questions or comments, you can post in the blog or email or hit April up on Insta and we'll see you next time. Bye. I hope you loved today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay and constantly battling burnout, don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice. Head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.